Hey, Tim, I don't know what happened, buddy. So, Jason. I love technology. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you now. I had a phone call come in and it messed us up. Yep, that happens. That happens. Don't worry about it. So as long as you, you get to talk to me and that makes your day every day, right? So oh, yeah, it's always good to talk to you. <laughs> All right. So before we got hung up on last time, basically said you you guys got out six times, got to Alliance, Ohio for Mike Connie's pool, got to Rockwell, and then you said Chris took the tractors to Shide? Yes. Yep. Just okay. for Saturday night. I forget what we had going on, but he wanted to go on Saturday night, so he took just took my tractor. Okay. And then then we went to Waggler's that yeah. so right where we got disconnected when you got your call was basically so I know that it was supposed to happen Saturday night, but you said something or it started to rain, right? And then they pushed it to Sunday. It, it really drizzled really light. They ran two or three other classes on each track. And then by the time it was time for the farms that run it was starting to get a little greasy and they delayed it for a while and then they decided to just do it on sunday which made it for a better climb a lot more fair so that's what they did yeah how'd the crowd look saturday night i was watching the live stream but i didn't really see much of the crowd was it pretty full no not really i was uh you know it was kind of cool it was kind of cool that night and um no, there was, I don't know how many people it was, you know, that didn't have a lot of uh, bleachers or grandstand right there, but, you know, it might have been half full, what do you, but, uh, no, it was a little disappointing on the crowd size, but. Yeah, it was, it was either hit or miss this year, Tim, Tim it seems, seems like, you know, some of the events that did happen, like Rockwell, and some of those places had some of the biggest crowds they've ever had, and then some other events, you know, had smaller crowds than what they're used to, so, but whether. Weather always does play a big part of it, no matter what, as you know, with outdoor events. So, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> well, cool. Well, you and your son have been, well, you have been longer, but, and your son, you guys have been a mainstay with the Red Tractors and that Sea of Green on the Grand National Pro Stock yeah. circuit for a long time. I want to know, and I know I've, I've asked you some of these questions in Cloverdale and down at the event like that, but for everybody listening to the podcast, how did Tim Kane get involved in pulling? Can you, I think you said 88 is when you first started. Can you kind of walk me through the years and work, how, how we got to where we are today? Oh, as a kid growing up, uh, my dad, he'd take us to uh, two or three local poles. And, uh, you know, just I liked it, thought that was cool. I just grew up on a little farm, just had small Ford tractors. And then when I got started farming, um, bought my first tractor or two and then I'd take them to the county fair, maybe a couple county fairs, and, and pulled just out of field classes. And then I had a friend that I met, uh, Dan Gettinger. He was pulling Hoosier State at that time, and he said he'd help me get started. So we put together a motor in his shop and and fixed up a, it was a 966 at that time, and we brush pulled, well, we did hot farm brush pulling and then kind of a uh, a real limited pro stock, you know, a starter. And 93, we joined NTPA. And, um, and then we ran the state and regional stuff for about five years. And then we just, you know, we just 
gradually just kept improving the tractor and spending a little bit of money each year and up to where we're at right now. What horsepower were you at? Like a 93 with a pro, like a state level pro stock. Do you remember any ballpark? Oh, it was just a 466 motor with a, it was, it wasn't, it was, it probably wasn't much bigger than a three inch. I think it was actually a 3.6 charger. Okay. What that might've been way back then. You know, right. it probably didn't have, I don't know what it was. 800 horse maybe really realistically yep that sounds right it, it was you know it was absolutely nothing you know it was just a p-pump and uh and uh, a little charger and you know i had a, a couple guys that in ohio that they told me where some of these poles and i followed them around for a summer or two and you know just started learning where the poles were and some things that helped the tractor a little and we just just had fun we didn't have much money back then right but uh but you know but but we improved we increased the horsepower uh you know fairly quickly you know by 95 or 6 you know i bet we were 1200 horse or i don't know it's it's hard to say we don't you watch the old videos, you you think, "Wow, we were pretty crude." Because <laughs> pretty simple. I mean, nobody spent very much money on their tractors back then. But uh, you know, as everything improves, pumps and turbos, and you know, everybody wants to go a little, make a little more horsepower and go a little bit farther. Yep. Have you been to the same builder kind of all these years, or who have you moved around at all, or have you been primarily with one engine builder? Who have you been with, Tim? Uh, no, uh, we started out with, with, uh, Rodney Snicker. We, we, we went with him. We had him helping us for, oh, several years there. I don't know, probably six, seven years or something. I don't know. And then Robbie Lemke, they were pulling with us some and they were building some motors and he said, well, you need to let me help you build a motor. And uh, so I let him uh, do some work on our motor and and liked what we did at the time, and we've been there ever since. Good deal. Good deal. Okay, when did Chris get involved then? When did Chris start driving? When he turned 16? or Yeah. How did that all, how'd that all evolve? Yeah, when he turned 16, uh, he drove the – he drove the gambler. Uh, we went to a brush pull at Earl Park, Indiana. Yep. I remember we went there and he was coming down the track and the, I, the tractor went crooked. I mean, he was really close to getting out of shape and something bad was going to happen. And he, did, he backed out of the throttle and uh, did a good job saving it. And uh, that was his first pass down the track. And, so he jumped onto pro stock right out of the gate. Yeah, yeah. What a lucky young man. <laughs> that would been, let's see, that was six, sixteen. He would that would have been ninety five. That would have been okay. So, so at that time it was. Uh, I think at that time we had a five seventy motor in it. We had built a made it a five seventy motor, and uh, 
you know, we were making a little bit more horsepower by then. Yep, for sure. Okay, so when did the second, what year did the second tractor, the Aces Wild, come into play? Well, it's a good question. I don't remember exactly. Uh, that was probably. I don't know, maybe 2004 or five. I, I, I really kind of forget. So, but that was Ken measles, that mining for dollars chassis, correct? Is that what you guys bought? Yep. It was originally the Kwiatkowski wild thing. And then measles bought it from them. And then we bought that one from the, from measles. Okay, yeah, because that was an Alki Super, heavy Super, right? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was an okay. open Super. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Over the years, so the big thing was was excited about the, like Wagler's shootout for me as a fan was you know ten thousand dollars to win, which is a very nice price. What is the the prizes you know since ninety three to now or ninety five when you were pulling like the Grand National level? Tim, what I mean, what do you get today if you win a Grand National Pro Stock class? Is it like four grand? I don't even know. No, it's nothing like that. It depends on if it's a one day hook or two, uh, a two day, but it's it's uh, it's eleven or twelve hundred dollars to win. Okay. You know, plus you get your free entry fee and and uh, a little bit of travel money. Sure. So besides the $10,000 one, what's probably, what's your biggest purse? Do you remember? Is there one that sticks out over the years, your biggest win for, from a prize, from a prize money standpoint at all well, over the years? It would be Louisville. That, okay. That would be the next best paying uh, purse I've ever was able to uh, collect on. So, What year did you win Louisville? Well, the year I brought the most money home, I got second on Friday night and second on the finals in 2001. Okay. And uh, I won in 2010 on Friday night. And that might have paid $2,000. I forget. I think okay. it paid $2,000. No, the reason I'm asking about the money point, I mean, you know, I really want – I really want to drive it home to fans, the passion that is involved in this sport, like racing and, you know, circle track racing and drag racing, the amount of money we spend as pullers uh, to go out there basically for, you know, for, for a little bit of nothing, if you will, um, gas money, basically to put on a good show for the fans. And that's really, that's really the point that I want to drive home. And it's, I'm excited when you get a chance to go out and win $10,000 or something like that. It's, I want it to be a, want to be a bigger deal and i want the fan i want the stands packed and And people watching on pay-per-view and stuff like that it is a bigger deal because it it, we just don't get to pull for them kind of purses because you know it's expensive to put on a a pull for the promoter and uh you know it's uh so when somebody does something like that it's you know it's kind of exciting but it's if you don't do any good then it's just another pull but uh right so, but when you do good, it's that was pretty. That was pretty cool that night or that afternoon to to win that. What did you do differently? That I mean, I know you're humble, Tim, and stuff like that, and that's great. But what did you do, or how do you think you pulled off the win? Because it was, I mean, there was some tough, tough competition there. I mean, there's no dog in the pro stock class no. at all anywhere. You know, so. you guys that didn't come back on Sunday, but we still had the Boyd tractors and we had the Connie tractors and. 
you know, we had in the Mastersons, you know, there was, there was no slouches there. And, nope. uh, oh, I, I, uh, I changed the tune up on it a little bit and, uh, bumped the timing and cut a little water off of it. And, and it responded really good. And that day, the, the first few guys that were running that was taking everybody to the right and, uh, the track was getting chewed up a little bit down there and I just spotted it a little bit farther left and pointed the tractor to where I wanted it to go. And it went just dead straight and we had it weighted right. And, you know, we made a really strong pass. I was, I knew it was a pretty good pass when we ran, but you never know if it'll hold up because there was, I ended up, it was actually the third official hook. And so, so there was still, there were still eight or nine tractors to run after me. So then you had to sit there and watch everybody run after me. <laughs> yep. That's the hardest part. But That is the hardest part. Um, what's going on? What are you hearing about Louisville 2021? I talked to Brian Lively a little bit yesterday and he said he hasn't heard much. What have you heard? I haven't heard much either other than, you know, like, they say they want to have a, the farm show and they want to have the tractor pull and it's going to be limited seating, I guess. Uh, some of the people have got phone calls from the ticket office and saying, well, Kevin Smucker told me last week or that uh, they got a phone call and they're not going to get any tickets they've had purchased in the past. And I thought he said that they were down to a 15% of the seating capacity. But so I don't know. I don't know what's, I really don't know what's going on there. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, I, hopefully they'll be able to, it's been a goofy year. I don't, I don't expect anybody to really put, put anything out there yet. I'm glad Clint's trying that deal in ship Shawana. He's moving it from Illinois to Indiana, you know. Um, I'll be, I'll be surprised if that happens unless something really changes, but. I, I don't know. Maybe the maybe the local government up there might allow it. I don't know. Yeah. I just hope for the sake of it that we get to do something and have some fun again. But it is what it is. It would so. sure, be, sure would be nice to to have something to pull or to go do. But it's a crazy time right now. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. Um, how'd farming go for you guys this year? What'd your crop look like for 2020? We had real good crops. Uh, some of them were really good and, and some were just, you know, just good. Uh, weather was, weather was really good. Uh, harvest went pretty smooth. So we, we didn't have any complaint. 2020 was a really good year compared to 2019 for us. So can't complain about 2020 harvest. Good. I like to hear that a lot. What are you hearing from the NTPA guys for 2021? I got my membership, you know, request in the mail, I think on Saturday or a couple of days ago, you know, for the, for 2021 membership. What are you, are you hearing much from Greg and the guys or what are you hearing? No, I really haven't. I haven't talked to Greg for quite a while. Uh, you know, I, I don't, you know, I, for a lot of people, I think, you know, they'll do the normal thing, but after this past summer, you know, there might be some people maybe, maybe they won't go run as much and maybe they'll just kind of pick and choose where they pull. And I don't know. I really don't know how, what the feeling is for a lot of people. Right. 
Well, like you said, it's been been very, very, very weird. So there's not much going on. This is something that we've never been through, and and I don't know if anybody can predict it right now. Hopefully, the vaccine on this thing will help get this under control, and we can get back to normal by summer. Yep. Who, Tim? Who would be? Who would be like one of your fiercest competitors over the years? Like not and not fiercest, but like somebody that's just been pulling as long as you have and you just no matter what you seem to do you you know you're always in a dog dog race with them over the years is it schmuckers is it who would be like that's pulled grand national as long as you have the pro stock well larry shope would have been oh the iron dragon he would have been one of the first guys he was he was just so he was always tougher than nails and then um then when the smuckers come in and started running grand national you know that they're they really do a good job with their tractors. They they always set them up right. They they're they're really good competitors. Um, well, um, you know Robbie Lemke I mean, them guys. He he he's always he's always tough. And, you know he's uh, he's done a lot of work for me, and he's really helped us a lot. So, but. Those are a couple of guys that's done it for a long time. You know, there's been some other guys that used to pull, you know, and uh, were always tough. Brian Shramick and the Wildmans and them guys, yep. they, were, they were really good competitors. But, you know, the Wildmans didn't – they really didn't stick with it the whole time. They've taken breaks. And, and now Shramics yep. are back into the pro stock with their orange one. And – uh Looks like that thing's going to really run good. Yeah, they were at Shides with it. Did they bring it out? I don't. Did they bring it out to? They were there at the shootout on Saturday night, but then they did not come back on Sunday. All right. Hey, where did Larry Shope's tractor end up? It's it's still in Ohio. Um, That was the Iron Dragon, right? Over the years, that's what it's called. Iron Dragon. It's still. I think it's a light. I believe, I believe it's a light pro. Okay. And I don't even think they used the whole chassis because his chassis, uh, some of it was pretty heavy. That, and but parts of that tractor's in a. I'm pretty sure it's a light pro, and it's real somebody that was real close to where Larry lived. Okay. Now, have you guys always been 10, 10 2 over the years, or is it ten thousand now? I don't even know the exact number. Is it ten two or is it ten thousand? You guys have to wait. Louisville is the only place it's ten two. Yeah. Okay. Back in the days, I, when tractors were heavier, you didn't have as much movable weight. You know, they they gave you two hundred pounds for your smoke tube. Okay. I think that's where that that's where that's the only way that number come around. It's it should be ten thousand all the time. Okay. So it's been it's been like that for a yeah, number of years. It's always been that way. Well, they used to have a twelve thousand too. They had the ten thousand and a twelve thousand, which I hooked a few of them for a while. Uh mostly the only place that was running the one after I got started was in Illinois and Bowling Green. Bowling Green used to run the twelve thousand on Sunday on Sunday afternoon. Wow. Hey, what are some of, what are some of the best tracks you've pulled on? You don't have to give me the best one, but give me a give me your top three or four favorite tracks to pull on year after year. 
they're consistent, they're fair, they're good power tracks. Or the, you know, it's it's fair throughout the class. What are some of those places? Well, uh, Wellington, Ohio, is one of the best ones. Um, uh, Canton, Ohio, the last few years we've been able to pull there as, as a Grand National class, and Danny Smucker is on the fair board, and he helps make the track. That track is. That's really a good track. Uh, 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 Sandusky, Ohio, was that was an awesome track. That was a really good uh, track for pro stocks. Wasion, Ohio, is another one that's really good. So those those are some of my favorite tracks to actually hook on. Nice. What's your most memorable win? Or does it have to be a win? What's your most memorable? Like you ever just wake up in the middle of the night and you see yourself sitting hooked to the sled somewhere or anything like that, Tim? Any cool stories? Oh, I don't know. You know, it the winning the points championship in 2009 was uh, was really cool. That we really had a dream season that summer, and um, you know, the Wagler the Wagler shootout win. Man, that's got that's got to be one of the most exciting ones in for quite some time. So, yeah, awesome. That's what I like. Well, Tim, I know you're busy. I just wanted to congratulate you and get the word out there. And I hope to see you soon in 2021. We can get out and start acting normal. Yeah, I hope again. we get to too. It'd be really great. Well, tell Donna and everybody hi, right, and we'll talk you, to you Jason. soon. Thanks, Tim. Bye-bye.